Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Shimoka, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Shimmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep, but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is Nosferatu. Chilling psychodrama of bloodlust. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, actually it's a pretty good one. Made in 1922, Nosferatu is a horror masterpiece, the seminal vampire movie. Early horror master F.W. Murnau directs Max Schreck, who stars as the creepy vampire Count Orlock. In the town of Wissenberg, real estate agent Mr. Nock is happy to receive a commission from Count Orlock to find a house for him. He sends his young assistant, Hutter, to the Count Castle in the far-off mountains of Transylvania. Nock tells Hunter to get him to buy the vacant house just opposite of Hutter's. Hutter arrives at his destination safely, and the Count is all too eager to buy the proposed property, especially after he sees a photo of Hutter's pretty wife, Ellen. Did you like the letter he got from Count Orlock telling him what to do with all the crazy symbols on it? It looked like a Led Zeppelin album. (laughs) (laughs) Hutter soon realizes he is dealing with an evil presence. Hutter's locked away in the Carpathian Castle while Orlock makes his way by ship to Visburg. As Orlock travels... Plague subsumes his wake, and the people of Visper begin to sense the coming of evil. Nock is committed to an asylum, and Hutter eventually escapes Orlock's castle, determined to return home as quickly as possible. However, he is exhausted and ill. Hutter finds himself in the hospital, but manages to arrive home the same day as Orlock, and the townsfolk begin to panic over the increasing number of deaths. Hutter tells his wife not to read the horrible book he brought back, but she is compelled nonetheless. He tries to comfort her, but they both sense the presence of Orlock, watching them from his new home. Because it's across the street. Yeah. <laughs> it made it seem like he's sensing them from, like, across the sea. It's across the street. Yeah. Yeah. If that happened to me, I would move, like, to another country. Dude, if that if that guy moved across the street. You know, they have websites now where you can find this kind of guy. Ellen reads that the only way to defeat the Nosferatu is if a sinless maiden gives her blood to it willingly, making it forget about the coming dawn until it is too late. Meanwhile, the fear-stricken town is searching for a a scapegoat to blame, and they blame the recently escaped Nock. Well, they should have. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing all the killing, but he did kill one dude. Yeah. But he's the one who brought Orlock there. Yeah. He was crazy. Yeah, he was kind of creepy, too. He was creepy and crazy. His eyebrows, too. That's how you tell somebody was creepy and crazy in this movie. They had crazy eyebrows. Or really long nails. I mean, if if they had, like, uh, one of those uh, threading salons oh. in Transylvania, <laughs> no one would ever know who the vampire was. Was it, like, the more evil you were, the, the more longer eyebrows? eyebrows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I have no eyebrows. Oh, because you are super sweet. And your sister has big, luscious ones. Let's not tell her we said that. <laughs> she gets them from me. Ellen consents Orlock watching her from his building. She pretends to fall ill, telling Hutter to go, leaving her alone to face Orlock. Hutter rushes off, leaving Ellen alone in bed. She cowers in the bed as the shout of Orlock creeps ever closer to her. You know what was great? As he was coming closer, her shadow was coming, and it like her hand went like over her chest and then squeezed her heart. I thought that was a really cool Oh, yeah, shot. that was cool, too. Yeah. As Orlock sucks her blood, he suddenly hears a rooster crow and realizes that he has mistakenly stayed out till dawn. 
He rushes to Lee, but as he crosses in front of the window, he walks through the sunlight. He vanishes in a puff of smoke. Ellen is found by Hutter the next morning. Yeah, because she died. She sacrificed herself. But also the vampire wasn't being very smart. Like, why not just crawl under or go around the bed? Yeah, we'll get we'll get to the nits. Okay. <laughs> Although I I feel kind of bad like nitpicking a hundred year old movie. Yeah. But I got a couple. All right, Rotten Tomatoes gives us a ninety seven percent, a popcorn rating of eighty seven, and IMDb of seven point nine. It's our first non American film, so there's no AFI list. It's also to be honest, I don't think it would make the AFI one hundred list. Not even like the one hundred top one hundred chills. Because yeah. they did one of horror movies. Probably not. Well, it is a classic, so they probably would put it on there. Yeah, it's so totally creepy, and it was like one of the most important movies of all time. Everything we know about vampires comes from this movie. Even the stuff they changed. But there's no garlic in it. Exactly. Because garlic doesn't really work. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so earmuffs... Obviously, no bad language because there's no language. <laughs> uh, no smoking or drinking. Um, no kissy kissy. It was kind of creepy, though. There was creepiness. There was a super creepy factor. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. You better get your big butt pants on for other scarier movies if you thought this one was that creepy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'll hide under the blanket while you watch the movie. Okay. Okay. I'll protect you. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Uh, Nosferatu was originally filmed as a direct adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Um, but because of copyright laws had lapsed in the U.S., they hadn't lapsed in Europe. So they filmed it. They started filming it, calling it Dracula, and then later changed it because they didn't get permission from Stoker's widow. But she ended up suing them in court when the movie came out. Fortunately, she didn't find out about it until after the movie had already been made and released. So she sued, and then she won, and they were ordered to destroy every single copy of it. But a few copies remained, and I think all of them come from one copy in the United States, where the copyright for the book had lapsed. So all the copies of it come from one copy in the United States. So the only reason we get to see it is because somebody thought to bring it here and protect the movie. Which is great because it, yeah. you know, it's an all-time classic. Uh, but they did make a few changes uh, to try to avoid the copyright problem when he knew it was going to be there. So they changed the names from Dracula to Orlock, from Harker to Hutter, from Ellen to Nina, and from the town of Bremen to the town of Visburg. But pretty much the story is the same. They did make a couple of plot changes, too. One of the big ones, and this is an interesting one, one of the big ones is that sunlight kills vampires. In the book, Sunlight doesn't kill vampires. They used a wooden stake to kill Dracula through the heart. I like the movie version much better. Really? Yeah. But now, because of this movie and the popularity and the importance of this movie, every vampire movie, vampires are susceptible to sunlight. Imagine if that one guy didn't bring the movie over to the U.S. Vampires would be walking around all day. That would be really scary. Yeah. We'd be living with vampires out in the middle of the street. Vampire movies wouldn't be very good if vampires could be day or night. Yeah. It's the dark that adds the yeah, mystery. Yeah, and it's also like, ooh, but like, because night is kind of, sm- like, it's scarier. And if they could, if they went around killing people at the day, then. Yeah. Yeah. 
But one of the big things was because the maiden could kill the vampire, they didn't need her to be like wooed by the big bad, super suave vampire Count Dracula. So they didn't need Van Helsing to come in and save the women. So kind of like the movies from, you know, 1939. We talked about some of the strong women from 1939. In this one, the woman comes and saves the day for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sacrificing herself. But in the book, the Professor Van Helsing and Harker, they go and they, they pound a stake through Dracula's heart while he's sleeping. I like this one better. Yeah, me too. You just said you didn't. Oh, wait. I thought you meant the movie better. No, I like the ending. I like the vampire can be killed by sunlight. Oh, yeah. I like that better, too. I think it adds a lot to to the story in a different way. But it's super important. Mm -hmm. So who's our hero in the movie? Ellen. Of course. No doubt. Yeah. I mean... Hutter's the main character. Hutter's the main character. But that's not the same thing as the hero. Hutter's the main character that's not a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they both could be. I mean, she's the one who ends up saving the day. Yeah. He's the one that the story's mostly about. Yeah. So, was she a good guy? Yeah. She was. She was straight up good person. Mm-hmm. Was he a good guy? Mm, no. No? He was kind of rude to the people around him. Maybe. And he seemed kind of arrogant to me. Maybe he's just German. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very fair. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> What about their choices? Did he make good choices? No. He didn't believe the people around him who were, who said, like, oh, don't go there. Yeah. He, he was, made good choices. Though. He was blinded by the commissions. Yeah. He saw that he was going to make a bunch of money to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. But a lot of money. Yeah. When you think you're going to make a lot of money in movies, that tends to be yeah. a path to bad things. Yeah. Yeah. What about her choice of, of saving the town? Was probably, By sacrificing herself. That was a really good choice because so many other people could have died. Would you have done the same thing? Yeah. You would sacrifice yourself for the town? Yeah. Don't do that. Why? Because. But there's other ch- people's, like, children. I mean, I would want somebody else to, but not you. I'd be really proud of you if you did. <laughs> would you do that? If you were in town, or your sister, or your mom, (laughs) I don't know. I'd like to think I would, but you never know. Fortunately, I'm not a fair maiden. (laughs) Certainly not a sinless fair maiden. (laughs) My Fair Katie is brought to you this week by Pops, the moving and storage solution with a coffin size for every situation. Whether you live in a studio apartment or a fancy smanchy castle, you can miss and match coffin sizes to fit your moving and storage needs. Moving can get complicated. We've got you covered. POVS has flexible moving solutions. Unlike traditional moving companies, POVS has solutions for every situation. POVS has experts who get it. We know moving sucks. That's why we're here to help you. (laughs) I can't help laughing at that joke. Let me try that again. Uh. <laughs> Pops has experts who get it. We know moving sucks. That's why we're here to help you with your move. 
even stuff like rescheduling and rerouting if your situation changes. Pavs has a wide range of service from DIY moving to full service with fully catered transport vehicles. <laughs> Pavs drives and delivers and can refer pros to help with packaging and loading. So all the annoying stuff is covered. Whether you're moving dirt or a collection of live rats, there's no worries when you go with Pavs. That's P-O-V-S, Pavs. Did you like that one? Yeah. I like that one. That sucks. commercial did kind of suck, though. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. All right, so who was the bad guy in the movie? The vampire. Count Orlock. What were his motivations? He was really hungry. Uh, did he have a point? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we talk about the bad guy, and, you know, they have a point, whether it's the Money. Wicked Witch of the West, or whether I wasn't going to start, okay. or whether it's, you know, the Jilted Lover. They all kind of have a point, mm-hmm. right? Did Count Orlock have a legitimate point for being yeah. a blood-sucking vampire? To not die. Even though he was being selfish, because probably like thousands died because of him. Yeah, remember the procession of all the coffins? Oh, all the yeah. people... Yeah. He was hungry. Yeah, how much can a vampire eat? I guess he was very thirsty. Maybe he doesn't eat a lot because nobody wants to go to his castle thing. So when he eats, he really eats. Like an all-you-can-eat buffet, like every 20 years? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like the golden crowd for vampires? Oh, we should have done that as the commercial. All right, how about the craft work of the movie? What did you think of the filming and cinematography? It was pretty clever. What did you think about it? How was it clever? Um, Because, well, the one thing that I really remembered was when he, like, stood up in his grave. Like, I don't know how oh, he did that. That was really good. I have a I have a category of special effects new for this season. We didn't really worry too much about special effects in 1939. But we're going to get into some serious special effects over the next seven weeks. What I thought was great about it was it seemed like everything was shot on location. Yeah. In real castles, in real towns, real streets, even like the chase scene. Yeah, it did look pretty, like it looked like you were actually there. Yeah, it was It was actually really good. I thought it was quite well filmed for 1922. Mm-hmm. What about the music? Well, the music kind of had to make up for it, but I feel like they should have saved the scary music for when it was actually scary. Because yeah. for me, I don't think I really got what was scary and what wasn't at some parts because of the music like there wasn't a dramatic music change right it was spooky music in the beginning when it was peaceful but that was the print we watched yeah and so there's no way to know what it was originally like play yeah and every place you went to go see it it might have been different yeah so now let's talk about the special effects so you mentioned him rising up from his coffin in the ship which is a classic movie scene yeah you know he just like stands straight up Pretty sure they just like had a guy, like underneath him, like pushing up a yeah a board. That but it was still really cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. What about the ghosting when he was like a ghost and watching the other dude on the ship? Oh, that was kind of that was cool. It was kind of creepy too. Yeah, it was really creepy. That was really good. That was mm-hmm. just a double exposure, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, it was a simple effect that they still do today. 
it's really good watching old movies, like old scary movies, because you like are more appreciative of the special effects. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, CGI everything. Yeah. Yeah. No practical effects anymore. There was one other effect that they used, which was very interesting. That was the stop motion animation. The way the count could make things move without oh, anybody touching it. Yeah, I know how to do that. Miss, yeah. Or my art teacher taught us how to do that oh, yeah. in third grade. <laughs> it was still really good. Yeah. I've never seen that in another. No, neither. 1920s movies. How about the editing of the movie? And this is tough, too, because, remember, everything is from one print, and so there's different versions, there's different lengths. But what did you think about the one we watched? I thought it was pretty good lengthwise. I thought it was kind of slow at times. Yeah. I did get bored, like, for the last 40 minutes of it. Really? Except for, like, the last 10 minutes. I thought... The last ten minutes should have been half an hour, and I thought the first, the middle half an hour should have been five. Yeah, I agree with that. There should have been more build up to him, like coming across the street, sneaking into her room. Yeah, but she just like there was the cool shadow thing, but that was like thirty seconds. Yeah, and then he was sucking her blood for a few seconds, and then the sun came up. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any unanswered questions? So they show Nock, like, running around and, like, people trying to chase him, mm-hmm. like, chasing him. But then they show the next scene with him, and he's back in the jail. Yeah, let's call that a nit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they didn't show him catch him, but we know he got caught. Yeah. I had another one, since we're talking about nits. The sunlight. Yeah. You see the buildings across the street. Yes. The sun's coming up. You see the buildings across the street. Lighting up, which means the sun is coming from behind the house. So then he wouldn't have gotten... No, he wouldn't have. Well, maybe the reflection. A reflection? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) From the big giant mirror across the street. (laughs) I mean, for dramatic effects, you can see the sun coming up. Because they couldn't have like a sunrise in color turning the sky orange. But still, that wasn't it. But unanswered questions going back to Nock. Where does he go from there? Does he die too? Yeah, does he die? Does he go... I mean, he's already crazy. Does he, like, become a vampire? Maybe he turns into rats or something. Maybe he becomes the new vampire. They didn't really explain how you become a vampire. No. Like in traditional lore. Although traditionally in vampire lore, you become a vampire by sucking the blood of a vampire. Like, you know... He sucks your blood, I suck his blood, now I'm a vampire. Would you become a vampire? Why would I become a vampire? If you had a choice to live forever as a vampire or live for 80 years as a human, what would you choose? Would I have to drink human blood? Yeah. Then no. You would crave human blood. Then no. Because if it was like like chicken blood or something, then I guess. But... So some shows and movies, they try to make the vampires uh, better, like more palatable characters, by having them refuse to drink human blood or refuse to kill humans. And a lot of times that's a plot point. Oh, like pig's blood? Yeah, they'll pigs or... or, uh, Deer. Deer or a blood bank. They'll raid a blood bank and drink human blood, but not from a person. But a lot of times the, the other vampires don't like that because... They're hungry for human blood, for killing humans. They're lesser beings. So protecting a human to vampires is like, you know, like being a vegetarian. It's just like annoying. 
Not that I'm annoyed by vegetarians. <laughs> well, you're not. But, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you think that vampires, like, in if they were real, do you think they would be really pale and have an iron deficiency? An iron deficiency? Yeah, because that... you like the taste of blood. Do you think that... I don't know. Oh, they tend to be really pale in movies because they don't yeah. see the sunlight. Have they ever heard of tanning bed? I think that would kill them. Really? Yeah, so, like, in some movies, the the good guys will have, like... UV lamps. Oh, yeah. Really bright ones to try to kill vampires. Oh, yeah. Like, my babysitter's a vampire. Your babysitter's a vampire? Yeah. You should fire her because she's not very good. (laughs) (sighs) But at least I know she won't go to sleep before we get home. Because, you know, she sleeps all day. I got it. I got it. Yeah. It's that joke. All right, the big picture. So, what's the message of the movie? Vampires suck. (laughs) It's not a very nice word. Well, no, I meant it as like they suck blood. (laughs) No, but seriously, um, that all it takes is like one person to save everybody. Because like Ellen, she sacrificed herself. Mm. That's pretty good. So does the movie kind of have the same meaning today? Yeah. Do you think it does? Yeah. I mean, so many movies, like, are very similar to it, so. Yeah, there have been a lot of movies made just like this. What about an overall cinema history? Where do you think this slides in? Probably on the top 100 for me, but not the top 50. Top 100? Really? Yeah. I thought you didn't like it. Well, at first, but now talking about it. And also, it's a classic. It is a classic. It's an important movie. Yeah. It might not be the best and scariest movie. But it's important. But it is important. To cinema. So, yeah, there's value to that. But it it was creepy for a silent movie. It was super creepy for a silent movie. Yeah, for a silent movie. I mean, it wasn't Psycho, but it was. It had its moments. Yeah, yeah. Psycho wasn't a silent movie. No, but I meant like it wasn't that kind of scary. Oh. And the Katie Goes too. All right, Cherry Limeade Award, the award for the part of the movie that you can watch every day. I got two nominees. I've got Count Orlock on the ship. Which is included the scene where he's like popping up and he's going around and the rats are crawling. And then I've got Knock on the run, Escape from the Asylum. Oh, I thought you were going to pick the stairs. When he crawls up the stairs. When he's like going up the stairs. That's pretty good too. You want to nominate that one? Yeah. Or do you want to? Okay. And the Katie goes to Knock running around. It was pretty good. Yeah. I like that he had the dummy and made them think that that was him. Yeah. But he was gone. Yeah, it was good stuff. All right, the Odessa Steps Award. The award for the best scene in the movie. I've got uh, Hutter arriving at the castle. Count Orlock on the ship. You know, rising up out of the coffin, which we've talked about a couple Mm -hmm. times. And then Orlock's final scene where he goes and sucks her blood and then gets caught in the sunlight. Any other nominees? No. What do you think? And the Katie goes to Orlock's final scene. It was very dramatic, and I liked it. It's a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like how he, like, just disappeared into a puff of smoke? Yeah. That's good. Hey, this goes to 11. Silent movie. Plenty of overacting to choose from. Um, Hutter being super excited to get the commission in the beginning of the movie. Knock going crazy in the cell, climbing the walls. Or Ellen fainting. I always pick the fainting for overacting because, seriously, I mean, do people actually faint? I've never seen anybody faint. From fear? 
Yeah. Or excitement. Yeah, me neither. And then Katie goes to Ellen's faint. All right. The McDonald's French Fry Award. The award for the most delicious side item in the movie. This would go to Ellen for two reasons. Number one, she's good. Number two, she's she's delicious. Knock. (laughs) Or the captain on the boat tying himself to the wheel. Why would he tie himself to the wheel? So he didn't go crazy and jump overboard like the guy he just watched. Wrecking the ship and all the cargo. He's actually very responsible. Yeah, but didn't... Doesn't he know that he jumped off for a reason? Yeah, because he thought he went crazy. Oh. But, like, in the Odyssey, when Odysseus is driving along, and the sirens are singing their siren song, and all the sailors are going crazy and trying to force the ship into the rocks to get to the sirens, but they shove wax in their ears and tie themselves to the mast and go right on through. Mm -hmm. It was like that. He's just tying himself to the wheel. He's not going to let anything stop him. But that's also a good way to die. Another well, yeah. well, another unanswered question is what happened to that sailor? Did he make it? The captain? Yeah. No, remember they only found one body on the ship? No, no, I mean the guy who jumped overboard. Oh, the guy who jumped overboard. Oh. Jeez, he would have had to be a pretty solid swimmer. But Yeah. Yeah, I hope he did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Any other nominees? Knock, the captain, the rats on the ship as a side item. Also delicious. Little ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> That's a vegetable dish. It's a joke. I thought it was. Never mind. And the kitty goes to knock. He was pretty good. Not yeah. Ellen for being delicious. No. Delicious. Well, I would consider her like one of the main characters. I know, but. Well, yeah. Pick anybody who who was sucked by the vampire. Okay. <laughs> Just because we've never had anybody delicious before. All right, never mind. It's the pictures that got small, our award for the best quote. Uh, I've got a big N.A. for this one. (laughs) Not applicable. (laughs) Uh, All right, and our last category, winner, winner, chicken dinner, who wins the movie? I don't think anybody does. Because Count Orlock died. Mm -hmm. Knock is probably still in the prison or he probably got killed or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Ellen died, and Hutter lost his wife. Okay, so I'm going to say vampires won the movie. Because vampires are still a huge thing because of this movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going to go with vampires, too. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Should this movie be remade? Well, it already has, basically. Yeah, lots of times. Should they remake Nosferatu just like the same storyline? Yeah, but uh, they could also make it in, like, Ellen's point of view while she's gone. A little, like, while he's gone. And, like, she feels him. No, because they already did that. Enough of him. Actually, the Dracula movie with Winona Ryder is a lot of that nonsense. And Keanu Reeves. Well, if they're going to pay for Winona Ryder, then they're probably going to... The movie. Could you remake the movie? Like really close adaptation not just a vampire movie but like a really close adaptation of this one yeah you could even go to the same castle because it wasn't a set it was an actual castle what changes would you make well i would i wouldn't make the changes of changing the names to dracula like i would keep like yeah. nosferatu and the oh you do nosferatu yeah yeah i like that's cooler name yeah it's a pretty cool name all right our michael myers scale new category Instead of want to have a catch, we replaced it with Michael Myers. Scariness, one to ten. 
What's ten? Ten is Halloween. What's one? Uh, my best friend's wedding. Is that supposed to be a scary movie? No. Okay. Um, five. Five? Well. I think five is fair. Yeah. It was kind of creepy at times, but I feel like they could have made it creepier. I think that's fair. All right. That's a wrap. Brief takeaways from the movie. I'm going to say that uh, I've seen it a couple times, and for a silent movie, I've been really impressed with how creepy it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like... Like, I was really surprised with how scary it was for a silent movie. First time I watched it was on Halloween, late at night, after all the trick-or-treaters were gone, and I was by myself. And it was creepy. Yeah. Like, it didn't keep me up at night, but it was creepy. Yeah. So, do you recommend the movie? Yes. For? Anybody who doesn't get scared easily. Like, anybody who's over the age of, like, five. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say so that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. Special thanks for our music to Marty Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.